0: All right, uh, so that's three extra crankshafts. I got some. Uh, I got some double nitroglyceride hyperfuel, and uh, I got a new steering wheel leather cover. I know it's it's important. It's important for the feng shui. I got it, and then uh, all we need is the cooling system. Cooling system, nothing better than this right over here. The deluxe, deluxe cryo mixer five thousand ultra plus. Angle Storm. What? The Cryo. The- no, you want the
1: Angle Storm. The Cryo Deluxe. It is one insured under warranty. Two gets down to temperatures ten below absolute zero. You cannot compete
0: anywhere in the galaxy. You're getting fed that propaganda because the big because Big Cryo is just peddling that all over the billboards as you fly from star system to star system. But I'm telling you, if you run the specs, if you actually crunch the number the numbers. The angle flux is a superior system as long as you tune it right. Yeah, you can
1: tune it all day. I trust the cryo, not from some propaganda, but because it kept me alive through the race on the twin moons of Arrakis, and I would not have gotten through if my system wasn't chugging along at peak performance.
0: Listen, I'm not saying that you you didn't get through that, but you got through it. Barely. By the skin of your teeth. If the you only ag- way to get through. If you had angle flux, you wouldn't have even been on that moon. Yeah, because I wouldn't even been able to get to
1: the moon. Oh, I'll, you want to take this outside? Oh, I am ready and raring to go. I will show you...
0: Through. I'll tell you the... I'll show you the power of the angle flux. Let's race, buddy. Let's race. Wait, are you guys serious? You got something to say?
1: Yeah, what's the problem? I'm just saying, you're in my store and trying to select racing
0: parts... For your racing machine, yeah,
1: exactly. We got, we need only top of the line,
0: nothing but the best. Yeah, but you're gonna have a race to decide how you're gonna have a race.
1: Damn straight, it's how we decide everything here on Race Planet. Why? Why is that our system? But like, huh? there, there, there has to be some better way to decide what you're gonna do than have a race. I mean, I just, I broke up three fights in here
0: earlier. They were all gonna have a race. None of them had anything to do with. None of them required a race to be resolved. There was a domestic dispute, and somebody's wallet got stolen.
1: Race every time. You trying to keep them from racing? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Don't you like to race? It sounds to me like oh, you're man.
0: afraid. Hey, man, I'm not afraid. I'm not a chicken. Of course, I love to race. That's why I have a racing store. I like. I don't. I don't understand why you're coming at me just because think you're a better racer than me
1: i know i am and once i buy this i'll be able to prove it to you and everybody else on this backward planet yeah what are you gonna do about that i'll tell you what i'm gonna do about it. i'm gonna race him yeah (laughs) you want to fucking go (laughs) let's ride oh while we're racing i'm also gonna wave a gun at you (laughs) pure race the purest race there is (laughs) race with a gun race with a gun (laughs) <laughs> ah, <good enough. laughs> Alright, was that good? Yeah, I did.
0: Never say never. <laughs> yeah. I hate maneuver. Stop this? Yeah, and then Trapped starts playing. Yeah, it's good. Classic. Yeah, that's that's an odd choice. Um I don't know, like it's it's weird that like we've done a race before, right? Did we? Maybe Monster we Racer? No. <laughs> Racer Racer, Race uh. Taro,
1: <laughs> and Batman Be Racer. <laughs> Batman Be Racer. <laughs> That's it, Batman
0: Be Racer. That's not bad, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like, I guess we were thinking about doing Speed Racer, and then it didn't quite come off the ground. Yeah, I, th- I think we made the right choice here. <laughs> I'm not convinced that we did, like, this is different, but I feel like we would have more to say about Speed Racer. Well, let's talk about it. Guys. My name is Ben. My name is Zane, and welcome to the Carton Cast, the only podcast with three race minimum.
1: Uh, this is
0: like the... cast. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the podcast where we review old cartoons and see what we think about them as adults. And today, Zane, what are we watching?
1: <laughs> we are talking about Oban. Oban oban star racers oban. oban star racers yeah uh yeah the racing show where everything's racing all the time remember In uh space.
0: old Man muscle yeah and how they were like we have a war we're gonna solve it through a race though this is that but instead of muscle it's wings right and they fly can- yeah, well some of them do. Some of them are also weapons. Right. Well, I think what I like about it is
1: you can get more creative cuz if you're wrestling, you always sure. have to have some variation on a big buff guy, even if he's also a telephone. I see no problem. Here, you can get
0: wacky. I don't like I mean you I guess you can. You can have a uh, you can have your hair get like skunk stripes in it like Yoshikage Kira. Yeah. Everybody gets a little bit of black hair. <laughs> <laughs> just just a, just a just a dusting. That's just
1: the fashion in the future, Ben.
0: <laughs> I I, I, mean, I can't dispute that. Get with that. it. I'll try to get with it. Zane, Oban Star Racers. Uh, why are we watching this show? Uh,
1: I believe it was recommended to us by a fan. Uh, and we said, hey, we got to do some anime. I've never heard of this one, but I like what I see.
0: And what I saw was racing. Yeah, and... Uh, this was suggested to us by Alex, a fan of the show. He re- wrote in recently with a very sweet letter and uh, asked us to look at Oban Star Racers. And it's really something. I, I love
1: uh, when I see a show that I've never seen at all before that was recommended to me so that I
0: know there's at least there's something there to commend it. When we were watching G.I. Joe, it was like pretty obvious that a lot of people uh, were we're well acquainted with it; that it was important in a lot of people's uh, in a lot of people's youths. Mm-hmm. Youths, yep. I would say. The youths, yes. Um, but for newer shows, we just don't have that cultural understanding of what is going to be big and what is going to have a cult following necessarily. <laughs> like we can tell that Invader Zim is important. We can tell that like you know, Teen Titans Go is probably going to be important for a lot of people. I don't have any idea yet if the new Shira series is going to be important in the long. In a long sense, mm. in a long time sense, and I sure as hell wouldn't have known that Oban Star Racers would have been important to someone. But here we are. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's got a kind of an interesting backstory. Bring it up.
1: So uh, it ran in two thousand and six, and was produced by Sav the World Productions, uh, which was formed to make the show and hasn't done much else in terms of mainstream shows. Um, but the show was made by Savin Yeatman Eiffel uh, as a French Japanese anime. Uh, It ran on France 3 in France, Toon
0: Disney Japan in Japan, and on Jetix in the U.S. If it was a French-Japanese anime, does that mean that it was made by Lupin Lupin the Third? Lupin the Third! Well, it ran on France
1: 3, which is France the Third. That's pretty close! Play the music! Play the theme! (laughs) Did I? Did I? (laughs) Did I? Um... I do like the the name of his production company, Sav the World, because his name is Savin, and it looks like... It's okay. It's it's very clever. It's not very clever. It's a dad joke. (laughs) you're you're contradicting yourself. I I think that those dad jokes are necessarily not clever. I'm not contradicting myself. I'm dialing it back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. It's one of my classic moves. That's a classic Zane dial back. Um, Jetix, uh, was part of Disney's kids' programming, which eventually morphed into Disney XD, it has its roots in the Fox box, mm-hmm. uh, which brought a lot of weird anime to kids too young for Toonami. Such as? Uh, Ultimate Muscle.
0: You're to body slam the human race? <laughs> That's correct. I kept on seeing Jetix in, um, Jetix, like, big... Jetix, Jetix, <laughs> Jetix. <laughs> I kept on seeing Jetix in like the bottom right corner of whatever streaming site I was watching this on, mm-hmm. and I, it just kept on reminding me of Roblox, and I, I've never seen Jetix before, so like it was weird to like kind of poke around in their history. The same age group, different decade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but if this show
1: reminds you heavily of Beyblade, that's, that's why. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of a couple other things, too, um, but first, maybe we should talk about who created it.
1: Yeah, so Yaman Eiffel wanted to make a show with a distinctive feel that would resonate with kids, the same way that the classic '70s anime resonated with him, and a lot of that
0: was uh, racing, space, and gunfighting. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder what he thought of Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Probably pretty. Probably enjoyed you know? it, especially like Heavy Metal Queen that racing episode.
1: Well, the um, the composer for the intro and outro theme, the Japanese theme, also did the theme to Cowboy Bebop. No kidding. Yeah, I'm looking up the name real quick. This was um, Yoko Kano. Uh, okay. In the US, the intro was replaced with Never Say Never by After Midnight Project. Sure. Uh, which is just a rock group.
0: I really like the intro theme, actually. I, it sounds like it's from Trapped. It sounds like Headstrong <laughs> to me. I don't know. I think a similar idea, like kind of band. I don't have music appreciation in my blood. <laughs> like, that's on you. Um, yeah, so this this was a really long project. Yeah, it took nine years to make. It's he he. It started out with a short movie, Molly Star Racer. Yeah, it was pretty close to the pretty close to the the pretty on the nose, and it was very well received. It got a leaf award, um, and was nominated for best editing in two thousand two, um, and it leaked on the internet and became very popular.
1: Uh, the internet loved leaked things in the yes. early 2000s cuz there wasn't a lot of saturation
0: yeah they loved cooking with leeks
1: cooking with leeks oh leek spin is a classic meme
0: <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah it's that
1: it's like a six- it's like
0: meat spin but because it's it, it, like for vegetarians no it's a gif of
1: a 6 second loop from bleach where a character is just spinning a leek and ukrainian folk music plays
0: that's amazing. It's really good. That's gonna be a really fun show note. Show note. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's still up. It's just a website where that's the only thing that's happening. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Meat spin is also meat spin, but for vegetarians. I don't know what meat spin is. Zane. Oh, is that the sex thing? It's one of they. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Zane, we got. Oh man, I'm visiting Zane in person, and this is gonna be a long night, guys it has been for two hours after this. Let's go. Uh, so it's not the sex thing. <laughs> no, it is. Uh, NSFW on that one, guys. Um, so the, the short movie, Molly
1: Star Racer, had a lot of the elements that eventually went into the show. So he had this idea of kind of fully formed, um, and he wanted to collaborate with a Japanese company, partly for the authenticity and for sentimental reasons, but also because um, American companies wanted more creative control.
0: And uh, by creative control, they meant... Ruin it.
1: Yeah, change the main character into a boy, which ruins kind of Almost a lot of the Almost all point. of it, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, there's parts about Molly's character that I don't like. There's parts about her mo- about her model that I find real strange. <laughs> but I think mostly, like the whole uh, the whole sexist uh, oppression patriarchy uh, father kind of angle is one of the stronger themes in mm-hmm. the show. And to get rid of that, oh boy. Also, she's like the only female character. <laughs> there's like a cat or something. Yeah,
1: When there's one female character, you can at least say like, oh, it's like Star Wars, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, she's probably force sensitive. It all factors out. Um,
1: so yeah, artist creative control, usually good.
0: Yes. Um, we, we just got through Ed and Eddie, whom, you know, basically uh, had had uh, had creative control in a suicide grip so that they <laughs> So that they uh, could uh, actually put it uh, put it up the way they intended it. Put it up. But then, I mean, like then again, we also have fucking flapjack, and I don't know, Flappity jackity.
1: people like I, flapjack? You're
0: doing a lot of like just riffing on the like on syllables today. <laughs> 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 I got a lot to read through. I'm trying
1: to find segues that will not offer you any way to continue the conversation. (laughs) Um, So the classic 2D animation was done by Hal Filmmaker, uh, which is a Japanese company, while the 3D animation was done by
0: French studio Pumpkin 3D. And yeah, from start to finish, the show took nine years to make. It it doesn't look as janky as I was worried that it would. It still looks a little janky. The transitions from 2D to 3D do not look super organic. We've come a long way since Reboot. That is true. <laughs> Grading on a curve, this is beautiful. But yeah, most of the
1: character models are 2D, a lot of the backgrounds, but then like the ships, anytime they're in race mode, yeah. uh, it allows you to like feel these as actual entities in space. And especially when you when the camera follows behind them, uh, the motion that it does is, is really, uh, really gets you going. I
0: think that in video games, in racing video games, F-Zero, pod racing, what have you, the important thing is to is to get that immersion feeling,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that feeling of I can see in front of me and I can see the sides and I can see my cockpit, but I don't have like a 2D top down kind of feel to it. And they do a pretty good job of showing us only where they're going or where they've been and not kind of like a holistic scene of the entire battlefield. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the time, the creative direction is such that we're looking through the nose of the cockpit and that's, I think that's that's probably where it does the best. Well, I think that, I, I think that the racing scenes are probably what they accomplished with the most, um, with the most style.
1: I, I can see why this won an award for the editing because the way that it splices between those shots, shots from above or from the side showing the uh, interactions of the of the plane through space, mm-hmm. and like cuts to the characters and their emotional interactions, like. I think the racing uh, scenes in this are
0: pretty pretty awesome uh, and they're the, quite good and
1: the stuff in between has a much higher variance and I think that's where you're either gonna sink or swim on this show
0: yeah because because the racing scenes are so dynamic and that's where they get to show their chops yeah but they're only like five minutes each episode and you get, just can't do any of that 3d stuff when you're when you're when you're talking through your fairly rote fairly standard family <laughs> dynamics uh, they... uh, with, with pretty unlikable characters in my
1: approximation. Uh, I think one of the differences between you and I on this is uh, I watch so I watched through the entire thing mm. uh, with Chrissy and I, they do
0: grow on you. Yeah, I, I didn't find that to be true. Um, I watched through you know enough episodes to get the feeling of uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, all the all the intricate and uh, all of the intricate layers and dynamics and personas mm. underneath the character that is Don Way. He hates women. But like you well, know, I, I mean, there, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just not that interesting to me, and he hasn't changed in eight episodes. I don't think you appreciate how much he hates. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, I mean, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm detecting new notes, and like a, it's, it's a, it's a thin patina over the whole show, and as you eat more of it, you start to really understand the misogyny on a very de- in-depth level. Yeah, she is a thin patina. That's yeah, a good, we got a thin good term patina her. here. Uh, yeah, so. What is the what is the novelty of this show exactly? Because it 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 sounds like from uh, Alex's perspective um, that it's kind of a speed racer for a more modern audience, maybe. You know
1: we we've talked before in the uh, Star Wars episode how in a lot of Star Wars media they have this big open, interesting universe, and they follow the the plot that's not actually the most interesting, like the stuff going on in Mos Eisley really cool compared to like oh classic good versus evil stuff i feel like this story takes place in the star wars universe to a to a degree
0: i i want to watch figure and dan and the modal nodes their 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 <laughs> triumphs their failures you know what what happened when they hit rock bottom how they brought themselves out of it a reunion tour mm-hmm. you know on uh give me a star wars planet zane alderon <laughs> alderon <laughs> that was, that was the one that blew up <laughs> that was a good show had VIP passes to that show.
1: (laughs) That was the one where they solved everything by having a uh, battle of the bands, yes? Yeah, that's
0: the one. That was the that was I, like the two point five movie. So
1: I think I think the strength of this show really comes down to how you feel about uh, anime tournament arcs.
0: It, that it, it is, I mean, <laughs> because some that's of all it, it is. But they didn't do the they didn't do the groundwork. That's why you don't start. They throw first, you right in. They, you, know, you never start the first season with an anime tournament arc, and now we know why. Is because they're the, the the tournament arc. To my mind, is where all the interesting dynamics are forced to the front. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that. Uh, you
1: establish your characters in the first season, and now they interact, and you bring them to their logical conclusion. You push them up against the wall and see what goes.
0: Yu Yu Hakusho. You have Kurama. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been he's been kind of sly. He's been saying everything in a devious tone of voice. <laughs> And then he gets forced into a corner, and holy shit, he's actually a white-haired pretty boy that I don't like. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that he's also crumb and he loves his mom. Like, it's just, you get a (laughs) lot of stuff in the tournament arc that was hinted at and then brought to the fore. I think, in some way is the second season of this, uh, quote-unquote,
1: because it all does, it all flows. It's like one... It's one big thing. Yeah. Uh, But the second arc is when, well, we'll explain it in a bit, but it, it does much more of the, like... We meet all the competitors first, and then they interact. Whereas in the first season, it's monster of the week. We just show up and see who we're racing when we start racing them.
0: Yeah, they do a little bit of good foreshadowing, but they do it within the tournament arc, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of why the beginning is such a uh, kind of a I don't know. It's a bit of a mess. I, I didn't really love the pacing of this. I the like the spectacle. pacing
1: was different.
0: It was very different from most shows. I like the spectacle of it, and mm-hmm. you're not wrong about the Star Wars thing. Everyone is a gross race that they never tell you about. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Um, yeah, so let's let's do a little bit of the setup on the premise here.
0: All right, let me see what I can remember from when I first tried to watch this show a couple weeks ago. That's
1: probably going to be more. Co- I tried explaining everything that needed to be understood. I got three paragraphs.
0: Let me let me let me do the best I can do. And then you can correct things you while need to I'm saying things. it.
1: A lot of the major plot points they don't reveal until like the last few episodes.
0: Uh, there's some race of hyper geniuses. They live forever and they're space wizards, and they saved humanity from sort of Cylon war. And uh, uh, in in gratitude, humanity said, "Hey, you want to watch us race for you?" And uh, the wizard, the space wizards, were like, "Show sure enough." Better better do that, or else uh, consequences of some sort will happen. I'm not really sure what the consequences are, but bills come due, motherfucker. And so now Earth has to race against a bunch of other alien shit. Otherwise, maybe the war will come back? Unclear. All right. Also, the entire Earth is some weird capitalist, like, uh, some, some hyper-capitalist society where everyone is forced to work their fingers to the bone. For no reason, as far as I can tell. No, I think he just runs a tight ship. I don't see
1: it that way. So, you were wrong about a lot. Okay. Um, but the main idea is, yes, hey, <laughs> we have to race, and if we do wrong, we're going to get invaded. So, this is, <laughs> so this, is distant, this future Earth, like t- late 21st century, mm. um, and Earth is at war with the crogs. Uh, This is a race of They
0: only have one fucking trick, Zane.
1: They're big. No.
0: (laughs) All these shows, like... uh, You have to have an alien race that's bad and trying to invade you. Why is it always some gross, like... Orc? It's like an orc or a serpent or a toad name. Yeah. It's never like the... It's, it's ne- never devious. It's never goddamn it's never Legolas. <laughs>
1: there's no there's no stealthier. Well, it's interesting because the Legolas character is subservient. Like they're they're um, they're being ruled by the crogs.
0: Oh, I thought he was just Pinocchio. Made of wood? Wasn't he made of wood?
1: Did no, I, did I read him wrong? I mean. Are we talking about Legolas?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: okay, so the the Cromwell Earth was like, oh shit, we're going down, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the invasion stopped, and the government of Earth was like, guys, we did it, we beat them, but what actually happened and what only a few of them know is, no, we were visited. That's by right. It was a cover up. It was a cover up. The, the Avatar, which is this supreme celestial being, Groucho Marks, sure, why not? Um, he came down and said, hey. I have instituted an intergalactic truce for the next 25 years so that everyone has time and peace to prepare for
0: the every 10,000-year race. (laughs) Zane, I'm sure that the end of this show makes the fact that there's a race make some sort of sense. Don't tell me. Don't. Don't tell me. I don't want to know yet. You'll tell me at the end of the episode right before we log off. There's no reason it has to be a race. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand conceivably why it should be a race. Is it like a predator situation where like they just test their metal against the greatest prey in the universe? Just, no. Just for fun? Just because like it's their culture, not for any actual reason? No. So the the conceit of the race is if you win, you get the ultimate prize, which is a kiss
1: of... from this fair lady. That's similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what, that's what one of the characters wants. Yeah. Um, but no, so if you think about, like, oh, we need to judge a wide variety of creatures from different planets on a single metric, what is a fair metric? And it's the sim- It's the first uh, thing that any sentient or, or, you know, intelligent life would have to learn to do, go from point A to point B.
0: It's, like, almost kind of like logic. Yeah. But, but like, it's it, it, got to be a very particular way of point A to point B and... Because the only truly intelligent species know how to fight and kill their opponents... During a race, well, you're not that's allowed also to kill. Part of it, you're not allowed to kill each other. Why, oh, I'm sorry, that would be barbaric. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to kill each yeah, other. That's in
1: some big quotation. quotation the rule words. is you can't try to kill them, which is like
0: <laughs> technical foul. How do you know what
1: I did? Yeah,
0: I was just aiming at a b. But what it
1: allows it to do is like it. It allows you to compete, whether you are a super advanced uh, species, whether you are just one big creature who is very mobile. Whether you have, like, space magic, whether you're a space pirate, like, they can all compete
0: on a somewhat level playing field. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no reason for them to. Like, this is, (laughs) uh, there's a huge anthropic principle problem to that. That's not the right principle. No, I think that's the right principle. No, but, like, okay. Millions of years of evolution. Don't at me, young Earthers. Millions of years of evolution. They, you I think the old Earthers would also have a problem with that. Why? Billions? Uh at least hundreds? half a billion. Yeah, I said millions.
1: Oh that's <laughs> by that logic, six thousand yeah. would be like .006 yeah. millions <laughs> You can't do that. I've
0: been alive for several years. I uh so like all of them had to go through a bunch of different divergent evolution on very different environmental conditions mm-hmm. and somehow all achieve sentience within the same like hundred thousand year mark and achieve the technology to do a big space race Mm -hmm. at the same time. Or, ooh, nope, never mind, I can make this make sense. They pick the races that happen to be at that level of ingenuity. Um, They actually explain this in the second season. Oban, the planet
1: where the final race takes place, is the mother planet, and it shoots out energy seeds which become planets. I'm so so sick of this. They're all about the same age. So this is actually a young Earth kind of thing. Fuck me. Um, Anyway, Earth... Being what Earth is, doing as we do, uh, didn't take this seriously and didn't prepare for twenty-five years, and they just crammed the night before the test.
0: Right, because like if they don't, you know, if they don't win the race, then we'll have be we'll have been beaten. Right, yeah. space race kind of thing. That's no good. Well, no, the problem is after the today tr- is a dark day. Humanity,
1: we have been beaten at basketball. <laughs> after the truce is up, uh, the crogs are going to come
0: back. Why? Because they were in the middle of an invasion. <laughs> But they got, like, what? Did they get, like, distracted by the race? Do you
1: understand the nature of a truce?
0: (laughs) But why does it, like... Oh, oh, wait, wait. The truce was put in place by the... By the Avatar. By the Avatar. That's, like, armistice conditions. Like, it's in the fine print. Must compete in a dumb fucking race. Yes. Got it. You got it. I understand now. It
1: makes sense. Yeah, I got it. So they go... Internally consistent, logically sound. uh, The president, the one guy who was like, guys, maybe we should take this seriously... Uh, goes to the world's greatest star racing manager. So, like, the planet knows that there are aliens. They've had, like, racing competitions in the past with other
0: alien species mm-hmm. sometimes. It's a major uh, culture bridge yeah. between their peoples. It,
1: that's why they do it.
0: Maybe. maybe. Um, and so this is Don
1: Way, and he is tasked with assembling a team with a hope of winning the competition, achieving the ultimate prize to save humanity from the Krogs. Uh, because you know we're Earth Earthicans, and uh, instead of preparing These for what we were told to, we instead prepared for better war. Yeah, I don't like, <laughs> but like, did we? So here's the thing. Yeah, toward the end of the series, it's like, oh shit, we uh, might just end the truce early by getting a preemptive strike in.
0: Yeah, but like, did we? Because like from what I like the from the bare bones of the backstory that they did to where we actually are, because this is an entire fantasy setting. Earth is not the one we know. Yeah, it's you know got a uh, it's got crazy uh, militaristic uh, space plane races and, uh, and and a whole company, um, primarily focused on making space racers. Right. So like this is a very different society. No, I think we're just
1: only looking at that parts of society. Like there's an orphanage, there's libraries.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 my point is there's there's. And I guess is kind of going into tone and genre a bit, but like the the point of this society, this is why we had that sketch. The sketch (laughs) that's going to be so good when it comes with race, yeah, (laughs) um, is that it it is like a single verb society. You know, all anyone cares about is racing. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen evidence to the contrary. It seems like the most like don't forget war. I well, I mean, love war. War is just a subsection of racing. You see who who can kill the most within the allotted time. That's a race, right? But the point is, the most successful man on Earth is a space race manager. Yeah, slash tech aficionado. Mm-hmm. He's the most famous. He's he's got he's he's got a direct line with the president. He's in a position of extreme prestige and importance. Okay, why would a society that is fundamentally missing kind of so uh, frankly fundamentally has so many problems with like human rights and like worker conditions why are they spending so much time developing their racing i think that this is kind of a gladiator situation zane okay i haven't seen gladiator okay but i assume it involves gladiators it does we got russell crowe and he's like why are we always fighting and you know Someone's like, Joaquin Phoenix is going to sell all our rice because he's not a good enough king. And uh, he's going to have you fight for the people's amusement so that the people don't get wise to the fact that we ain't got no rice. And then he wins all of his fights because look at those pectorals. How is this like that? Well, (laughs) (laughs) So I think the way that it's like that is that uh, it seems to me like we're in a society where racing is king. If you're not racing, you're not really worth anything. So what, what the, the reason is that they're pouring all of their resources toward this race is because they're trying to pull the wool over the consumer's eyes and be like, listen, we can't give you uh, basic food, shelter, medicine, anything like that, but here is a distraction. Here is something that you can point at and congregate around, and it's this societal thing that uh, will make you forget your woes. That's what Gladiator did. Right, and that's why I assert that there's no war. No, no, we see.
1: Still- <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> My turn. Yes, I think that you've completely misread the situation in this show. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like an alien that came down to a basketball match in space, and you're like, oh, their whole society is basketball. <laughs> They only show us the racing parts because this is a show about racing. It's so all anyone cares like... about in the Space Jam Ball. <laughs> because
0: that's what's They the don't show go on
1: holiday. They I'm just go back to the you.
0: basketball
1: <laughs> basketball game. Okay. Anyway. Got that out of my system. <laughs> so, Donway. He's, Don Juan. Got, he's got a debt he, he found a whole team in only one night. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Donway recruits a hotshot pilot that he met years ago, Rick Thunderbolt. So good. (laughs) As well as an up-and-coming soldier, Jordan Wild. (laughs) That's a good name as well. As a gunner. Uh, His engineers, Koji and Stan, complete the team. However, before they can leave the planet, a Krog attacks, uh, forcing them to rush. And in the chaos, uh, Donway's estranged daughter, Ava, who pretended to be a stranger named Molly to get a job with him, to get closer to him, uh, kept them from being destroyed stowed away with them uh, as they went to a new planet and then became the final member of their team. And then after the first race, when Rick was injured, she had to become the pilot. And right. that sets up the entire rest of the uh, plot where we see Molly become a pilot a pilot in her own right and kind of climb the tournament arc.
0: That, that's that's, that's <laughs> the nuts and bolts of it. And it is more or less just one big tournament arc, which is fine on its own. But, like, again... We didn't set up these characters. Their emotional beats don't read to me in the same way that a well-considered tournament arc would normally. Um, I don't know whether that's be- that's the fault of the characters in the way they're written. I don't know whether it's the fault of the pacing, but the char- they just didn't really I didn't feel I didn't feel anything from them really.
1: I think it's because, you know, this came out of a short which was about racing and so they didn't feel confident about having a couple episodes to establish characters and depth and interaction they were just like we have to get into the racing we need to keep the stakes high throughout
0: yeah i mean like and I they sprinkle like they,
1: they sprinkle in character
0: they do sprinkle it in I, I feel like it's a little too little too late i watched like five episodes before i had watched a couple with you tonight before mm-hmm. we started recording and the the, the the i i didn't really even remember what their personalities were other than that molly was uh sick of her dad being She's rambunctious. an absolute monster of a man. <laughs> She's got spirit. She's got spirit. Uh, spunk and I, Moxie. Yeah, all of them good stuff. But I mean like I, I just didn't really the motivations felt off. Like they were mm. it's the, the characters felt a bit like they were very written very simple.
1: Yeah, they don't have a they don't have a ton of depth, but I think like I found have, them believable.
0: They have like one driving <clears throat> goal and then they also love racing. Yep, and then like I don't I don't know anything else about them.
1: Uh, Jordan's a racist, and then, that's like
0: racing. <laughs> yeah, I mean he got
1: really into it. Uh, and Rick is uh, he's a cool guy. <laughs> Rick's a very cool guy. <laughs> he's, he's entirely too
0: cool. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm pretty into him. Uh, let's
0: <clears throat> let's talk about the characters.
1: Yeah, we've got Molly. Oh, and by the way, uh, you know it's not just a big tournament. Dark. There also turns out to be like an evil space wizard behind it all. Sure. Pulsing that out there. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I, pro- I have no qualm with the wizard. Molly is Chiara Zanny in the English uh, dub, who yep. we know as Hamtaro.
0: Yep. It's so cute. Little, little little, pilot. Big adventures. Ham, Ham, Hamtaro. Uh, yeah, I, I looked her up, her Wikipedia page, and I am proud to say that her personal life... Uh, that 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 the details of her personal life on Wikipedia are: Zanny is married and is a Christian. There you go. Some total of
1: the entire <laughs> blurb of Wikipedia. It's the whole thing, <laughs> which I think is very funny. You don't you don't get anything that c- concise anymore. I mean,
0: like you're a way to just give me the nuts and bolts. Uh, but yeah, like this is the so Molly, I guess, is like the best character by my approximation. I don't think that the other ones play all that well on the page, but like Molly is at least you know the <clears throat> spunky heroine, whom you know uh, she she had, she could do the world the Earth proud. Oh, if only they would give her a chance.
1: She she her character is able to breathe because she's not as aware of the fact that the, all of humanity is riding on this.
0: Is is that how it is? I thought that
1: she knew, and like it just wasn't on her priorities list. She knew that Earth wanted to win but Donway was keeping under wraps the fact that like if we don't win this the crogs are going to just destroy us.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't get that either, so I can't blame her.
1: <laughs> no, so that's what that why Donway wants the ultimate prize. Molly wants the ultimate prize because her mom died in a tragic racing accident and <laughs> like a single <laughs> verb society is Well, that's very why funny. she became a racer. Yeah. And uh, Donway was so distraught and he didn't want he couldn't take care of his daughter anymore and so he put her in a boarding school and never called her and he just devoted his life to his work and there's a great moment in one of the later episodes where he's like they they discover that they're related and he's like I'm sorry after your mother died I just I I couldn't raise you alone I didn't know how so I put you in a boarding school and she's like that's a load of bullshit you never <laughs> called <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do anything
0: yeah he's just a bad father he's
1: really bad yeah um, I, I like how he grapples with the fact that he knows he was wrong.
0: Here, here's the cool thing: is that like his mistakes, uh, I think I think that his character is interestingly informed. Through like Molly and him are are kind of one character dynamic split mm-hmm. between two people, so it makes sense to also talk about him at the same time. And his uh, his sort of like they they can they constantly butt heads during this tournament where Molly's like. I got a good feeling, Coach. Just let me let me follow my instincts, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Don Juan is is all stick like stick to the
1: plan. Yeah, you know,
0: you're you're a loose cannon, rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go wandering off on your own. We're, we got rules for this. We, we we can win a little
1: bit in these areas. We're playing on margin here. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like, what if I just land this one
0: uppercut? Just put me in, Coach. Yeah, we gotta cut me. Um, so so the basic that's their that's their basic dynamic, and it's informed nicely by this knowledge that Don Way knows the plot is is all of humanity is riding on this mm-hmm. because it, he he behaves very conservatively and does not consider Molly's feelings. Right. Also because he's a bad person, but not solely because he's a bad person. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got his eyes on the big picture prize and Molly is more focused on proving herself. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah, he's, he's spent a, a career in the racing industry where he needs to drive his players hard and not bet the whole farm on a single race. Yep. and that's what you need to do.
0: Right, but Molly is in a new situation. Um, no one has any experience in this, and so going by the old playbook simply isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it won't work on an interplanetary uh, level. It'll it might be fine for for the regionals, but at the nationals, we really got to have a have a different plan. Yeah, and in the in the way that this.
1: Uh, plays out is during the course of a race a lot of the time molly will like kind of figure out how the other racer ticks like yeah. how they operate and she might not realize that that's how it is she just says like okay here's what they're doing here's what i need to do to win and Don always like no stick to the plan and she's like i can't
0: yeah there's, just, <laughs> there's no way we stick to the plan and i come out ahead yeah. so i'm gonna ignore your advice you should have called me bruv <laughs> them's the brakes." Yeah, so um, I think that I think that she's pretty cool. I like her a lot. I like their relationship a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she, okay, so like, there's the the she's the gearhead chick. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Kaylee from Firefly. We've got an archetype here, Winry Rock Rockbell from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, it's it's a similar thing. Like um, I'm, it's it's an archetype that I feel like might might be half sleazy in nature, like you inherently. Eh, just like you know uh, the sexy mechanic kind of trope. Yeah, you know she's one of the guys, but she cleans up nice. Yeah, that that yeah. that sort of the thing, which is you know it's fine. Um, I I'm just putting it, I'm just bringing it to mind because I feel like I've seen this character a couple times. Mm-hmm. Notably, she looks an awful lot like L from like she looks an awful lot like Ed from Cowboy Bebop. That
1: was my initial. Uh, she so got uh, the feeling. goggles <laughs>
0: and everything, and the yeah. hair and the eyes. gawky frame. yeah. It's the same character.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that uh, uh, the creator was inspired in, in metal. That's what boys, it feels like, yeah. You know? Yeah, and you can actually also kind of feel that in Rick Thunderbolt, who is just kind of too cool to exist and dips think, out halfway through the series. Do you think he goes
0: by Rick Thunder?
1: No. Really? You need the bolt.
0: Yeah, the bolt is what makes it tick. You need
1: the bolt action rifle. Uh,
0: Straight to yeah. my
1: heart. Uh, so Rick is voiced by Michael Dobson, who is <laughs> Nappa in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And uh, as well as voicing a number of uh, other popular anime characters, but the deep cut... Over 9,000 anime
0: characters, I'm sorry.
1: But the deep cut we know him from is as Lucas from Cybersticks. Oh, Dad the Arms. eternal no best bro. No wonder we loved him. <laughs>
0: he was great. We love macho men that take care of their mamas. So,
1: Rick, you know, he's like the flying ace. I he, didn't see him do dick in like eight episodes. He got wrecked in the first race. <laughs> he got riggedy wrecked. <laughs> By a Krog uh, oh, racer. Those are bad dudes. Yeah. They have a ship that's just like a big sword, like spike.
0: <laughs> that, that, it's a Mario RPG. It's a Mario
1: RPG billet. <laughs> you know, if if my ship, the thing I used to move, also looked like the thing I used to kill people with.
0: That's just good efficiency. Yeah, that's, now <laughs> you're ahead of the
1: game. It's two in one. You can yeah. get a whole nother ship in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... He gets taken down, and he tries, you know, he, he spends a week in recovery, and then he tries to get back up, and he, like, starts shaking, and he can't control his race. Oh, he's
0: punch drunk.
1: Well, the doctor is like, yeah, he has traumatic brain injury from that explosion. He can't race again. If he ever tries to, he'll just start spazzing out. So he becomes, like, part-time trainer. Kind like of guru. Yeah, guru, and also like he becomes this investigator because he finds some runes in the wreckage and he's like something shady's going on. Here. So he finds out he figures out that Molly is Donway's daughter. He figures out that there's some evil, like necromancer controlling things, but then he gets mind-wiped. Yeah, and I don't know any just of that shit. Pieces off halfway through the show, like, you guys seem like you'll be fine without this information. <laughs> <laughs> I've taught you everything I know after a single day of training montage. <laughs> yep. That's all you really do. Where we did not race. The training montage was like uh, take a couple laps around the pond and then uh, see how you can balance. It was like...
0: Yeah. It was... I mean, like, she already knew how to race. She yeah. really just needed to learn the plane itself. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, we're in a time crunch. It almost makes, like, a certain sort of sense if you relax your eyes. I, I really liked the show, but
1: there's just a lot of little
0: things where I'm like, there must be a reason why you made
1: that choice.
0: <laughs> there's gotta be. Is it just me, or does he wear our
1: overcoat with no shirt under it? Eh, unclear. Everyone's kind of pasty. Okay, yeah.
0: I hope that's the case.
1: He spends all his day in the cockpit. He doesn't get a lot of sun.
0: How do we feel about uh, Don Way's uh, misogyny angle? So,
1: it's a different time. Listen,
0: man. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly it's the future time. <laughs> right. Presumably we were okay for a while. And uh, backslid. I, can, I
1: could read it as a defensive mechanism from seeing his wife that's, uh, that's how they played in a race. it.
0: That's how they play it. Is he like, I don't trust female pilots. And the reason was that his wife died. But his and wife was the greatest pilot who it. ever lived. Well, she died. Was she really that great?
1: Well, she was sabotaged.
0: Hey, man. Or was she? It's apparently all fair in racing. We we find out that she was
1: sabotaged. Oh, wait, no, she wasn't. Oh, yes, 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 she was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Double sabotage. The, the, until... the first sabotage, or the second sabotage, <laughs> covered up the first sabotage. She <laughs> actually did. Oh, my God. See, I'm making this up as I go. It's really good. Um...
1: Yeah, it's almost like a uh, like a soap opera at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too many. I don't. Too I don't know. I don't know if they um, communicated well enough that that's why he was being sexist. I think it's just like that's it just in, his way. It
0: informs without really explaining. Mm-hmm. So like there, there's connective tissue there. I didn't really see it as. I didn't think. I don't think it was the most competent way to like justify a sexist bent.
1: No, I think it was used to juxtapose how proud he is of Molly later when she starts becoming a good pilot.
0: I think it's also, like, to inform the man he was, which we do get through uh, flashbacks and, you know, memories of her, of Molly kind of enjoying her childhood with a happy father and a happy mother and all that. Yeah. And, like, look at what has been done to him. Not only is he sour now, he just hates all women. Like, this, it actually, like... It sort of informs how good things were at the beginning, so that you can feel that much worse about how fractured their relationship is. Because yeah. like Molly finds out what a dick he is, and it like doesn't destroy her; it like pushes her harder. But like you can definitely see like it it's done some emotional kind of trauma.
1: Yeah, because the the intersection of racing and uh, women or his family led to tremendous heartbreak, and he only knows racing, so he had to cut out one thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a busy man can't cut out that much
1: yeah uh how about jordan jordan wild is uh sam vincent we just saw him as double d yes we did
0: um
1: so he is a i thought he was way older because don was like recruiting the best of the best he's, like he's... 17 he's 17 and molly's uh 15
0: yeah not, not
1: terrible because yeah
0: there's he... i mean like that that won't stand up in court right
1: uh, the Transformers movie, it's I think.
0: Confusing, I guess, which court it. we're dealing with, too. Space court. Yeah. Presumably, she could work like a 20, 20 hour a day job under the society, so I'm guessing that they wouldn't bat an eye.
1: Well, you send him out in space, and relativity, she's 17 by the time she's he okay. gets back, yeah. Well, but
0: she's the one going out in space, so it's even worse.
1: Oh, God, yeah. No, no,
0: no, that's not the way... It... Well,
1: he gets put into a yeah. cryopod.
0: Oh, okay, hyperbaric that'll be... time change. Yeah, that'll,
1: that'll even it out. Yeah. So, uh, Jordan has a couple of character traits. Does he? He likes shooting stuff. Hmm. He... How nuanced. He's got the hots for Molly. Oh, well, someone had to. He is racist against all alien life forms. Yep, a lot you can do with that. And yet, despite those, he's kind of lovable. <laughs> like, he's really... Chrissy was rooting... There's a love triangle, and Chrissy was rooting for him the whole no, time, no, right no. up to the end.
0: <laughs> I don't like him much. He's, uh... I think what I don't like about him is mostly because it's... He's there to kind of be... How do I put this? The... Uh... He, he, he struck me as... He was there... In order to give, like, a, uh, a plucky sidekick with, like, a never-say-die hopeful attitude to combat or calm Molly's... Uh, Brooding? You know, yeah. Like, she, she she gets frustrated and angry a lot, and he's kind of there to be peppy and upbeat and kind of bring her out of they it. They
1: even each other out. I think they, they switch off in terms of the...
0: But, like... That was so much his purpose there, and his character traits are so bland that he just did not interest me. Uh, I got nothing out of him.
1: I, I, I think he gets better. They, they go through some hardships together. Um, my problem with him is that as a gunner, he's not good. Like hey, the they gun, all,
0: it's stormtrooper training. The
1: gun has never been useful. <laughs> yeah, the enemies will be in like their hull will be too well covered, or right. like yeah, but that's okay. He's there for emotional support. He's cute. I
0: mean, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's, uh, I don't have a problem with his role. I just, uh, I kind of wish that he had a little bit more to him.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: we know that he wants to be in the, in the, like, a soldier or whatever. Yeah. Is there, a, like, backstory that, like, supports that? No, though, uh, he, he, um, it whenever, seems like
1: whenever he's worried, he kisses his dog tags that his uh, grandfather. Uh, they're his grandfathers
0: yeah I didn't I didn't see that that would have been a very good detail because yeah. to me it looked like he was fully formed from like a clone farm about a month back
1: he mentions in one this is weird because sometimes they give you a lot in a little and sometimes <laughs> they don't give you anything yeah um, one time when he thinks he's about to die he's like oh he's like praying on his dog tags like oh, please don't let them clone me cloning's never mentioned in this show <laughs> mm. Mm. it's like, thing. we just have to wonder what's going on here yeah yeah, yeah, I didn't mind him. I think he, he grew on me.
0: He was he was pretty weak He was soft more of me. a
1: slow burn. I think he shined because um, the love interest between Molly and
0: Prince Aika needed a balancing out. I like Prince Aika a lot better.
1: So Prince Aika is Kirby Maru, who voiced Moroku on Inuyasha and Troa in Gundam Wing.
0: Kirby Maru is my favorite sword.
1: <laughs> yeah, slices through anything and then it puts it anything it. into it.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, what did you like about him? He just, uh, he was just, like, not a jackass human. That was more or less it. Like, he had a little bit to him in that, like, yes, he has his budding friendship with Molly, but he also comes from a society that he, has traits?
1: Humans are bad Woo! and don't deserve their success is a pretty strong underpinning of this
0: show. <laughs> Like, that's how all
1: the aliens feel.
0: I just, like, feel like no, none of the other characters have, like, kind of back backdrop motivations.
1: Yeah. Cause... And he
0: is very well informed by his people
1: mm-hmm. and
0: his role as a prince.
1: Yeah, so he is a Narasian. Uh <laughs> That's what they're called. I know, man. I just like... And I think... I, I got some, like, you know, Native American mysticism uh, vibes from, like, what they were trying to do with him. I saw elves. You saw elves? I saw elves. It's very much elves being controlled by orcs because uh, the Nerasians are subject to the... God, I don't even... Remember. It just slides right out. The Krogs?
0: The the Gorlocks, The
1: Gorlocks, And uh, they're like, Prince Ica, you need to do the best you can and sabotage anyone that might harm the Krogs. Right, but the honor of our people based on our noble warrior culture. We don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he rides around... So... So good. So Molly's got this, like, cool biplane type of thing with yeah. a couple of thrusters. It's, like, it's fast like and, like, It's like St. Valentine's Gunner
0: in a Cowboy Bebop. yeah. But, uh. Or like a TIE fighter or something.
1: But Ica just rocks around on a like big old
0: beetle. Fucking gigantic beetle engine. And he has a bow and arrow and he can, like. Shoot sh- magic lightning. Yeah, bolts he can almost. chant
1: magic to speed up his mount or to enchant his arrows. Yeah,
0: he speaks some Navi bullshit to, get his, really <laughs> to get his mount. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to get the mount to go faster. Um yeah, I, I love the way that the different races have their different ships and how their ships oh, like, it's so inform good. the way that they move.
0: Yeah, I have been kind of like shitting on the show a little bit because I think the characters are not great. Mm. Whew. The setting, setting's not bad cuz like Prince setting Seca, has a lot to it. You know, he's got
1: versatility. He can pack a punch. He doesn't have a ton of armor cuz he's just like Crouched on a bug moving fast. Which so. both
0: informs his, his strategy and informs his background.
1: Yeah. He flies around, and he shoots arrows to, like, make debris that
0: he can fly around, but the enemy ship can't. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> no, I, I really like him as a character.
1: The Crogs and some of the other, uh, like, big burly races, they're just like...
0: They underestimate
1: I can't move on the you know, sharp turns, but I'm just going to, on the straightaways pick up speed, and slam anything that I can out of the way. Yeah. Like, it It, it really comes out. It's a highlight of the show.
0: Yeah, I, I really like that part. Um, it does feel like pod raising. <laughs> you had mentioned.
1: Because the idea came before Phantom Menace, and the show aired after anybody cared about Phantom Menace, <laughs> but the short itself was made in 2001. Right.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard not to draw that connection. But it has the best thing about Star Wars, which, you know, we, we talked about at length, Um, is that we've got a bunch of different alien races. They don't internally need to be consistent with themselves, but Mm -hmm. watching them interact can be really fun. Yeah. You know, forcing that conflict as our, you know, Avatar Sky Wizard is wanted to do (laughs) in order to make good TV Mm -hmm. for the populace um, so that they don't have to feed them well. Sure. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, that's that's, that's the good makings of, like, I mean, like, culture war is going to require actual troops, but just like, different races kind of coming together and being like, so what's your deal? And, and, you know, it's, it's a fun, it's like a guardian of the galaxy kind of situation. Yeah. You know, we like seeing the merits of our, of other people and I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a fun mix, I guess.
1: What were, what were some fun of uh, star racers that you saw?
0: I I didn't, I don't remember seeing many. I feel like I saw a rock monster dude at some point, but I don't remember his deal. Mm -hmm. He might've had like just a big wheel thing. Oh, Um, yeah, the wheel. Yeah. Um, I I think that Prince Ica was one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, We just watched that cat one, that cat virus. Where she's a computer person. Where she's like a ball droid.
1: Yeah, and she pilots her ball droid via Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's actually exactly what happens.
1: There is, um, I like the ones that are like really alien. Um, There was one in uh, an episode, uh, his name was Spirit. And he looks like a big, tall guy in like a cloak, and he shows up not in a racer. And Jordan's like, "This guy forget his ship." Uh, oh, I,
0: but he is the ship.
1: He is the ship. He takes off the cloak, and like his body is a big W shape, <laughs> and he's black like the night. And uh, he transforms into a ship. And when Molly sees it, she's like, "Oh, I know that ship." And she, we get flashbacks. get flashbacks sometimes usually for a second i'm not sure if she's clairvoyant yeah (laughs) it doesn't really come up yeah they never explain that but um that was the racer who was racing against her mom when her mom died Mm -hmm. and so molly's just like brimming with rage like oh you killed her Mm. and over the course of the episode we see like no he tried to save her and couldn't right and, uh, like, it, it was a very it was a very good piece of storytelling, but just the way that, like, oh, this person, what is a shapeshifter, races differently yeah, and communicates
0: differently. It's really fun, like, the in- inventiveness of these different races. I like the, uh, I like the, uh, that weird, like, little hermit thing that was greeting them as one mm. of the racers. Satis. Is it, he's got a fucking name? Satis, yeah. He shows up a lot more in the second half. I-, I liked him pretty good, just because, like, he was uh, not menacing. Like, alien races that aren't menacing, but aren't, like, supposed to be cute are, are pretty good for me.
1: He wears a, um, he wears a, like, a superhero costume and participates in the race as Super Racer. <laughs> uh, and his ship is just, uh, like, a big O, like a
0: circle. I'm sorry, Zane. Did you just say <laughs> that his ship was big O?
2: Big O big O,
1: big o. <laughs> Um It's a big O, and there's these two metal spheres that just like were around it mm-hmm. in circles. And so oh, sure. he does them super fast and it became it becomes like a wrecking ball <laughs> nice. that accelerates him forward. It's That's, super cool. I'm kinda into that. Uh in the second half, there's this pair of like Dominatrix vampires. Dominatrices. Dominatrice vampiruses. Oh, very nice. And uh they have a bike that they they have like a ship that's two motorcycle bikes stacked on top of each other that can like separate and turn into two like motorcycles that are chainsaws.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> just Final Fantasy, thirteen. Like it just at that point, they
1: they, they get real good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I do like the inventiveness uh, of the racers. I feel like that was one of those things that is very much created because of the. Uh, creative nostalgia that the that the creator uh, brought to this mm-hmm. you know like that that one didn't feel like it was workshopped by writers that one feels more like it was created whole cloth from the from the guy who made this yeah like oh I
1: watched Speed Racer and that one guy had that cool extendo arm right. or I watched Gundam and this one guy had like space lasers
0: yeah this, this does feel very like a nostalgia-fueled fever dream mm-hmm. which is not a not, Not a bad, bad thing, thing no. no that's a very good thing
1: if you're gonna have a fever dream
0: yeah get a nostalgia field
1: might as well play the greatest hits of the 80s <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: so I I tend to like that a lot and uh yeah but let's 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 do animation real quick because yeah. like we seem to be already talking I mean, about we're, try- the we're trying to, uh, we're trying to mix up our style sure that's fine um, uh, like we're already talking about like all the ships and how inventive they are
1: these are the ones that are usually in 3d yeah
0: yeah yeah which I think works very well. Yeah. You know, I I think this is uh I wouldn't call it a visual feast, but like it's it's good like a it's good snack food. Like I'll I'll jam a lot of this while, you know, on a on an airplane and be like, "Oh, this makes my experience a little better." Yeah. You know, like it, it's just pleasant. It's like a pleasant well-made kind of kind of visual thing. Okay. Like I, I don't I don't think that it's kind of breaking any new ground necessarily, but like given that it's like 3D meets 2D, they did a pretty good job there. Mhm. I was especially impressed with, like, the d- character, not the character models, I think those are pretty bad, <laughs> but the character design, like, yeah. the, like, the the tone of it, the yeah. the style that they're in is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, like, uh, pseudo-futuristic, but sort of like like a future nostalgia, like they're dressing the way they think is cool back then, but it's, back then is now. It's a little hipster-punk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, like, cyberpunk meets hipster. Which is uh, not something I dislike, Mm -hmm. Um, but more specifically, I was talking about like how the how the faces how the facial structure looks Um, because they don't have no noses, bro. Don't need them. No roses gets
1: in the way of their emoting.
0: Uh, So that 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 brought a couple things to mind. I think I talked to you about this before. How it looks like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, <laughs> when like uh, they they in all the character portraiture, they don't have any noses, and they talk so seriously, and like it's a good mixture, you mm-hmm. know. So like this is melodrama, but with very soft faces and very expressive eyes that are you know anime is want to do, just felt like the right mix, mm-hmm. you know, for for expressiveness.
1: Yeah, because you don't want their faces to be that wacky and out you there. You don't want it to
0: be like hyper detailed. So, and I was, as I was watching it and kind of, like, saw their inventive weird fashion sense, fashion pizzazz, married to that soft character face and expressive eyes, it reminded me of, and this is a weird poll. <laughs> Do you remember Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg? Oh, yeah! That's what this <laughs> looks like to me. Yeah, cute but with high stakes. And there's, like, a lot of warm colors and unfamiliar terrain. Mm-hmm. It just all felt like this weird it just felt like Billy Hatcher it, I don't know why the,
1: like this is how Molly sees it right because like Don Way knows that shit's about to hit the fan but to Molly and to everybody else it's like this is a brave new world look at all this cool stuff going
0: on if we looked at it through like uh, Don Way's perspective would it be like a desolate wasteland so
1: that's the second half oh it, is it <laughs>
0: it's the turn gotcha cause
1: uh you know ruins and sand and sure the temple of the heart and, you know. I like
0: ruins and sand yeah ruins and sand yeah,
1: yeah. Tempo, you like sand? I
0: like sand. Anakin
1: Skywalker, not a fan. <laughs>
0: not in, he doesn't love it so much. Gets everywhere. Because oh, of the pottery. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it gets in his engines. Actually, well motivated sentiment, Dan. <laughs> Just keeps getting better. But yeah. Um, so, so that was like an interesting animation bit. The models, though, these guys do not <laughs> look that good, man. I like that
1: uh, a lot of their hair. Is multicolored, you know. Everybody's got a splash of black. Sure, yeah. That again feels very future hipster.
0: Yeah, I've I've enjoyed hot topic, betimes. times <laughs> frosted tips. Yeah, well, of course we gotta get hot frosted tips. I'm I'm telling you, man. Don Juan looks like he's got like the skunk stripes. Yeah. He's like Pepe Le Pew. Or... Well, he's like the racing start flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you know. Yeah, like this. Yeah, um, but I, there's like, like a couple points that I just like couldn't get past. Uh, the hair, Amalie's hair is good. I feel like they got a good like kind of short cropped, you know, kind of uh, uh, kind of like a a good like engineer look, yeah, like a girl engineer kind of, kind of. Um, it's a little bit tomboyish.
1: Bulky cargo shorts, you I know. Like, I
0: like that. Quite, yeah, quite good. Everyone else costumes are fine. I like that. Don Juan wears a, you know, a. Uh, most interesting man of the world suit. <laughs> I dig that. Their hair their hair I don't like except for Molly's. Everybody else is like, uh what was his name? Jordan. Chase? Jordan. Chase. That seemed looks like a Chase. Jordan has like I thought at first it was chiaroscuro or something. Yeah, where, like, shading. But like, his, his hair is exactly half dark brown, half light brown. Yeah, because he has the. Split up the middle. He has the strength Dual and the nature, ferocity yeah.
1: of a tiger and a lion.
0: Uh, a tiger and like a slightly paler tiger. Like a zebra. Yeah, like a tiger that like slept on one side all day. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. It's stupid looking to me. But the number one thing that is hard <laughs> to ignore. Zane, I don't know if you've ever seen
1: boobs. They're they're, uh, they're, they're perfect semicircles. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like uh you know, like, like like you got a like you got a ball and you cut it right in half and just glue it onto the wall. Like those are boobs,
0: yeah. <laughs> they they traced it from like a <laughs> cup or something. They they, they use the same uh, they use the same animation shorthand uh, <laughs> cost saving technique that they did for Mickey Mouse's ears. Yeah, just like whoosh, yeah, perfect semicircle. You got it in one. Molly looks real bad with that. <laughs> like it's impossible not to stare. It's
1: hard to ignore.
0: And like not in a pervy way, because like it doesn't attract me. It's like like yeah. I'm not enticed. Here. I'm not.
1: I'm not into those shapes. Those are like shapes that a person could be into, right? <laughs> because they're semicircles.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're talking about like
1: you're talking like a like one of them balance balls
0: at the yoga place. Yeah, we're not doing yoga. We're <laughs> we're, doing we're doing flying the, here. We're flying here. This is pod racing. Yeah, enough <laughs> of that downward dog shit. Downward dog shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the intention—ooh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> scary territory—was
1: that she's you know, budding young woman,
0: Titten up. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, she, yeah, but like, <laughs> but I understand. I understand the idea behind them being petite. But dude, <laughs> but dude, though they don't need to be perfect. I, I I cannot overstate how jarring it is. Yeah, we're not. We're not just. We're not trying to be those guys. I really. It's. It's actually extremely distracting (laughs) to look at. No judgment here. Yeah, because of all
1: the characters, we get the most
0: screen time on her. And like, yeah, it's... And every other... She she looks great in every other... From like every other perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just I don't I don't know how that got through testing. Yeah, that's bizarre. It's a bizarre choice. Yeah, and she's the only woman, so it's very difficult to gauge whether that's like just a uh, yeah. And she and Jordan Don, share Don, Don Way style like uh, women are confusing monsters, yeah. or whether it's like just a particular to her thing.
1: And she and Jordan share a bunk, uh, just like separated by a, a thin sheet.
0: Yeah, he's just finally taking the board out tomorrow, huh? <laughs>
1: just looking. Just, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's not so great. Yeah. But yeah, that, I mean, I felt the need to point it out. Do you, do you out. feel like they sexualize her a lot in this show? Or no. is it just
1: like, yo, here's a girl. Like, I don't
0: think they sexualize her at all. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so jarring. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you if you show me something like Gynax would create, mm-hmm. and they make like a, you know, some robot chick with blue hair that is, uh, you know... The design to get me to give it a, to, to to give a tug, yeah, receive
1: a tug, yeah, three quarters of the circle,
0: yeah. Then like it makes sense for them to bounce more than things would ever be able to. Like it 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 makes sense for boobs in that case to be perpetual motion machines that never stop bouncing, <laughs> don't lose anything to friction or heat through the impact. Yeah, like that makes sense. Like I can see the design consideration there. Yeah. Here it like it looks like a very misguided attempt to look like she had a training bra that wasn't well fitted.
1: Maybe. So your recommendations on this show are to remove that and to remove Jordan and make this show sexless, which I don't think
0: is wrong. I don't know if it adds much. Yeah. Like does it change anything really? No. I mean like no, I don't say I don't, don't want to say like eh, sexless might be the right word. I not not genderless. Because there's a love triangle. Her being a woman and Donway not liking women is a very important part of the, their dynamic. Yes, yes. And I wouldn't trade that for anything because there, that's a, the
1: only interesting dynamic. There's a sex politics. Yes, but it's not related to sex sexual... politics. <laughs> sex politics. Um, yeah, no, I, I think so. And there's there's a love triangle between Jordan and Molly and uh, Prince Ika. Ica, mm. Ica wants both, but there's no.
0: <sighs> is that not <all> right? <laughs> but uh, like tree people. Oh. They got all sorts Pistals of Pistols and
1: stamens on on one. There you go. Yeah, yeah. the double down. I knew you'd figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sharp cookie. It depends <laughs> on which spell he has. Um No, because that's never really a sexual relationship between them. It's just like really good no, friends. It, it, nor should it be. Yeah, yeah. I want it to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the nature of the love triangle, but also just the nature of threes in general in this show. Give it. Because I think that's one of the the major uh, themes that that persists. Okay. Is there's always threes um, there are three preliminary starting planets there's going to be three finalists for each one anytime you see a ge- geometric figure it's going to be bisect- trisected into three mm. um, like a, lot a flux of, capacitor? yeah like a flux capacitor okay. um, The there's the love triangle there is the tense relationship between Molly and Ika and the Krogs there is this like incredible absence of Molly's mother mm. in that uh, you know mother father daughter nuclear family sure. um, like threes pop up constantly so when we get something that is uneven like in the love triangle or um, you know one part is missing like in that family relationship it really stands out and I think that's that I think that's intentional
0: uh, I won't deny that but I don't think I have anything that supports that I think it is telling, maybe, that I didn't notice anything in that. I'm wondering how much you're reaching for something. It's Especially because, in the case of the love triangle, three is the the not-good number. Right. Um, you know, two could be as bad as one, but three is right out. Uh, yeah. Uh, but in the nuclear family thing, that's clearly designed to, you know, that, that, that they, they, they've set it up as breaking that down to two does not work for Molly and Don Juan. Mm-hmm. Don Way. Don Way. My way or the Don way. <laughs> um,
1: and uh, I don't know. I think it's not something that I would argue for unless I went okay. back through again and it, found all the evidence. But sure. it, it gave me a very strong feeling throughout where I like couldn't ignore it.
0: I mean, I, I won't deny that. I don't know what to, what end it is. We, we've talked about like Threes showing up as being iconic in Invader Zim because it was a theme of loneliness. Mm-hmm. It was like an odd man out allegory. Um, and so, like, it, it, it made sense for them to constantly be talking in threes because we, we have this, uh, this overarching theme of loneliness. I don't know if it's that uh, con- cohesive in this. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, to what end would you say that three is, is trying to be I
1: think it's an end in? Uh, in and of itself. I think trying to have that as a consistent through line throughout it, like, I think that's just acting as a sort of glue.
0: I, I don't know, like, it, it strikes me as the same kind of theming that we got in, uh, Gundam Wing, where everyone was named after Numbers.
1: Yeah, that felt more
0: forced. Do you, do you remember that? Because, uh-huh. like, what we had was everyone was named after Numbers in some d- dumb, weird way, and all the robots were named after, uh... Zodiacs. Zodiacs. And the reason for that was nothing. It didn't right. It didn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. right? That, it was just there to provide some strange mysticism to the world that I didn't really see consistently applied in other aspects of that show yeah so it was just it, it's this odd little wrinkle which wasn't necessarily bad but certainly didn't point to anything yeah and that's what i'm getting the feeling of here is you might be right that there's like this three kind of imagery showing up over and over again but like I, I don't know where it goes it's
1: it's a source of tension
0: throughout right it's uh, like the center cannot hold kind of every like a three, three- body system being like essentially in uh, inoperable
1: Inoperable. That's not right. Inoperable. Yeah, yeah. We can't do anything on this patient. He's got three bodies. Yeah, we
0: we don't. We ain't got no Lagrange (laughs) point.
1: Okay, we call this the three-body problem. (laughs) See, this spaceship was going real fast, (laughs) unfortunately, and our patient, both the gunners and the pilot, (laughs) (laughs) Um, every by the end of the show, every relationship that is based on three has collapsed to two. Mm. Um, Rick. As the other racer has left. Sure. Um, the family thing, you know, Molly being able to—can I save my mother or not? That gets solved. Um, the love triangle gets resolved. Uh, Molly and the avatar and the evil version of the avatar. There's a there's a you know one of them loses. Sure. It's um, it's kind of hard to describe, but I do, I, it's something I feel more than think.
0: Maybe, maybe, yeah, I, I can almost see maybe it tying into some sort of theme of uh, of uh, un- unstable conflict. Yeah. Like, these things either need to exist as two or need to exist as three, and when they don't, they kind of collapse into one. And But but in that intermediary, there is strife as mm-hmm. they try to figure it out, like with the family unit. Like, this was three, now it's two. Uh, we need to realign. And yeah. And it takes a lot of heartache and emotional work to get to that, but once you do get to that can still be stable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe there's something in kind of instability in when you kind of go from three to two or two to three or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I switch to Please. something else? So, a couple things occurred to me. I wanted you to weigh in on the whole Gladiator Russell Crowe situation.
1: I still don't understand or agree with it. Let me, let me try to
0: explain it. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. Like, Because, like, saying to me, that... like, think about... I just... Like, if, like if, think if about the society that we live in, where Donway makes his employees work from what was it nine a.m. to ten p.m. or yeah. eight a.m. to ten p.m. Yeah, he he works some really half hour. hour for lunch. Yeah, seven days a week, but he's no vacation. But he's not a normal guy. No, he's the most important guy. He's the he is the standard <laughs> of industry. He's the he standard is, of racing. He's well. I mean, that is industry in this world, as far as I, I can tell. I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see anything to dispute it. All I see is racing here. Um, let, me, let me let me keep on. Let's see if I can get you there. Okay. So the society is overworked, embarrassed by a lost war. They didn't know that they lost it. They thought they won it. I, let's let's consider the subconscious. Let's con- just continue on as we're going. And it's hopeless, hopelessly capitalistic. I'm 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 fine saying that. Okay. Um, but it's it's kind of soulless and like the top company it's headed by the most famous man on earth he doesn't do anything except for entertainment in the form of racing the president himself asks him a favor I don't think that it is an important racing <laughs> because mission. the president had to find somebody in charge of racing <laughs> I don't know man I think that the, what the president needed to do was pull the wool over everyone's eyes mm-hmm. and just get everyone to watch racing as though it was more important than it was
1: if if you had an alien race say to the leaders of our government hey we need I don't know uh, we need somebody to make some good hot dogs we have a we have an intergalactic hot dog making competition yeah you're gonna go to the person uh, you know whoever's oh God, who's in charge of errormark sh- let's say sure Sudoku whatever the name is Sudoku.
0: yes Sudoku hot dogs
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to them It doesn't mean that they're in charge of the world
0: <laughs> It is if it's the only person that they go to Within the Within the within the plot <laughs> Then we spent like one episode on
1: Earth Every, We, we spent s- half an episode on Earth Yeah, why
0: do you think? Nothing's going on there It's just a bunch of people being sad and watching racing To get through their dreary lives I don't think we're going to see on this one I don't know, I've, I've seen it in enough places To be skeptical that that's not happening
2: mm-hmm.
0: You know, I've seen it in Gladiator you remember War World, Justice League, Mongol, Superman got captured on War World, and they, I mean, I guess that was just a Gladiator ripoff. That was Gladiator the again. point, <laughs> the point is... is. there a Fraggle Rock episode about this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Yeah. Okay, like, so maybe I can't convince our you.
1: Least, audience, but... you decide which one of our, which one of our unfounded theories is correct.
0: <laughs> I think mine's got more legs in that it has Russell Crowe's beefy legs.
1: Yeah. I mean... Um, I want to talk about the pacing in this show. Sure. So, the big thing in any given episode is the race of that episode. In a lot of shows, you would have, like, okay, 10 minutes leading up to the race, they're planning, they're thinking what they're going to do, the race happens, and then there's a little bit of denouement. Mm. Not really here. Like,
0: that can happen. Yeah.
1: One... They don't know anything about their opponents until the race starts. Yep. Which is weird because conceivably you can go watch other races.
0: Think about your tournament arc, dude. Nothing, like you have some information going in, you formulate a strategy, you actually get there, you find new information, and you have to adapt. Mm -hmm. You cannot go in with all the information and just run the numbers. Fine. If we could do that, Donway would be right every time. That's true. That's what you wouldn't need a pilot. It could just be a drone. Granted, yeah. I don't know why it's not a drone. Uh, it should be a drone. <laughs> <laughs> they show uh, Koji
1: take over the controls no, on autopilot once. They,
0: they, they couldn't have a drone because then there would be nothing stopping the opponent from just trying to shoot him down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't try to you kill him. You can't try to kill him. And if they knew that there were drones in there, then like... In the second half, there is a robot racer. Right? I don't... I mean, like, sentience uh, and... But, um, Robot. Okay. so that, robot. that's
1: within the context of a tournament arc. Yeah. In any tournament arc, during any given fight, When do you end the fight? At the end of the episode? Or, like, at the beginning of the episode after a cliffhanger of how it's going to go?
0: Generally. Uh, uh, In a tournament arc? Yeah. At the end of the episode? End of the
1: episode, maybe. Yeah. Here, that could happen. Or they could have the race in the first ten minutes and then go screw around in the ruins... Have Molly and Jordan dance around and, like, discover something that relates to the overplot. Or have Rick do, like, a special training session. Like, it's really weird because, like, you'll have this big climactic moment at episode seven. Or, uh, like, uh,
0: minute seven. Uh-huh. And then it's weird. Like, I you think, don't see that anywhere else. I, I'm, I think, and you might be right. I'm seeing kind of a deeper problem, which is this. I, I couldn't follow what the stakes were at any given moment. Like I don't think they set them up too well. You know why you couldn't? Why?
1: Because the races have almost no music.
0: Is that is that why it is?
1: You can't
0: tell how you're supposed the... to feel. Yeah, there's no cues.
1: It. I mean, there was there was the one episode with the cat where they're playing the, her techno music with, for affectation.
0: That had nothing to do with it.
1: But most episodes, you know, there will be her theme when she arrives. Sure. Um, hopefully, I can find it's it a and good cut theme. it. In. It's not. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's it wouldn't be out of place in the Avengers.
0: Uplifting and such.
1: And then the race itself, you'll hear whirring, you'll hear gunfire, you'll hear swooshes. You will not hear any music for I, most of the race.
0: I did not notice that, yeah.
1: It's really jarring when you re- when you notice it because it's like, in any other show, this is when the music would be. Yeah. But they they have it exclusively for character interaction moments.
0: Mm-hmm. That is, that's an interesting choice. But I don't know if I dislike it. It's almost as though... The, the effort was to make the spectacle parts not be the emotionally concentrated bits. I think so. But that's very counter tournament territory.
1: I think they knew they could only do five minutes per episode of a cool 3D animation you race. you it was just
0: like trying to, trying to get the most bang for their buck?
1: I think they only needed that much for any given race. Hmm. I think they, I think at least, they, it might not have come across to you or anybody else watching it, um, like the emotional core of it, but I think the creator thought that that was the point of the show. Maybe. I agree that they could do it more.
0: I I, I, mean, I mean, like, it would have helped, but it, it wouldn't have done all the work for me. I still just didn't know what the stakes were for any given race. Mm-hmm. Like, if the, like, I'll, I'll be mm. honest, I wasn't taking copious notes in the first few episodes, but... When they got to the first race, I wasn't really sure about what the... What the rules were. I didn't know what the rules were. I didn't know the tournament structure. They don't tell you. And, like, I didn't know where they were in the tournament arc when I... When you... Like, we watched two episodes back-to-back, and I didn't know what the continuity in terms of, like, where they were in the tournament arc the for, from the first episode mm-hmm. to the next episode. They were distinct races. Clearly, we had to do both of them. But I don't know... I don't know where the, Let me, What the overall structure of, of, the, the, race. of the race system
1: Let is. me give you an example of this. Um, toward the end of the first arc, there are uh, six teams, uh, and they're racing to see who will be the three that progress to Oban. Oh,
0: mm. uh, it's a three again.
1: There you go. Mm. You were making fun of me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty blatantly, actually. Um, and so it's like, okay, each team will race every other team, and whoever scores the most points moves ahead. After... So, it becomes two and two, that theme's record. They won two, they lost two, we're on to the next race. Sure. She loses, and I think, oh, that's it, they're all done. Yeah. They don't tell you until the next episode, after you've had one race against every other team, there's one more race against a random enemy.
0: Why? I don't know. Yeah, that that's that's fucked in the head.
1: It's weird, right? You expect to have the stakes... They should tell you the, but they don't. That's they
0: that's you... not even that's not even weird. It's just wrong. Like there, there's no, there's no logic to that.
1: I think the reasoning is they want you to feel what Molly feels that there's nothing beyond this race right now.
0: If if that was what they wanted to articulate to me, they did not do a good job. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, I get the idea, and like it, it is cool because. It is cool if that was their intent because it shows a lot of understanding of that character dynamic between her and uh, mm-hmm. Don Corneo. Yeah, but like he because he is the conservative, long planning, kind of by the books guy, and she is very in the moment hot-headed pilot. you know, you're a loose cannon Charlie kind of kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so to have a really good understanding of her character, And if we're going from the perspective of her, because this is, you know... This is her story. It's her story. Then it makes sense to phrase everything as, in the moment, I just need to prove myself. Right. for For my own ego, for my dad, for women raisers everywhere, Yeah, you know, for all of it, I need to make every moment count. And if Don is, like, the kind of guy who's, like, let's take the long view of things and just, like, run the numbers and be as consistently good as we can... He's not focused on the immediate.
1: Yeah, he's he's playing the statistical game.
0: Yeah, he's he's being very uh very very robotic about it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I like that they don't tell me everything up
1: front, but I like
0: they. I wanted them to tell me something up
1: front. That would have been nice. I w- I was trusting them that like they're not just going to have them lose. I thought like, oh, she lost this race. Maybe Krog will secretly kill the person, the third, the third team that made it. Because he does, he's afraid of them. Mm -hmm. Like that, that made more sense to me. But no, it's just the way you have to prove yourself. The way you do this
0: is if you. uh, We've seen a couple tournament arcs. I'm thinking specifically of. um, I'm thinking specifically, or not tournament arcs, even just just kind of storytelling in general, Mm -hmm. is that you set up the rules, you have the character struggle, survive, begin to succeed, dramatically fail. And then realize <laughs> we didn't actually fail because there were rules that we, weren't care- we, we did not know ahead of time because they were deliberately not shown to us.
1: Or there were rules that we didn't think were important that we determined to hold the key to the whole thing.
0: The, uh, the, 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 the example I'm thinking of, and I'm sure I can come up with more if I really wanted to. Um, the example I'm thinking of is uh, my hero academia is when he's taking his entrance exam. He does not get any points. Right. But he's also graded not on just how many monsters he can kill, but on how much uh, he, how heroic he is being. Yeah. Which is not something they tell the students, because heroicness has got to come from the heart. Right. Um, So maybe what they do is they have a loser's bracket that they just didn't tell anyone about until until everyone lost. Sure. Because they wanted everyone to give their best in each race. That's nice and dramatic. It shores up the numbers and it, like, provides a satisfying emotional high stakes are we gonna do it oh no this is crushing defeat and then like we got one last chance mm-hmm. you know that that's the satisfying arc that i'm kind of used to
1: yeah and it's weird because you you want a sense of fairness and consistency to make the victory feel like it was earned mm-hmm. but then you get other stuff like sadis that that guy who is like the servant of the avatar, he says, mm-hmm. and now he's racing, yeah, and clearly, he, clearly, he's fine with Molly winning. Yeah, he like he's like, oh, good for her. She figured it out.
0: Yeah, I, I, it seems as though like the, I, I just didn't have the emotional context to judge whether a given race was important. Yeah, all I had was the way Molly would view it, which is this race means everything to me, mm-hmm. and then it, win or lose. Okay, well, there's a next. There's another race over there, so that race means everything to me. Like yeah. you know, she just brings everything to each race, and that just that's unsatisfying from the from the audience's perspective. The the one thing I do like if about Molly how... was the gladiator, <laughs> she'd get thrown out.
1: The one thing I like about how circuitous the rules are is it allows Molly to lose very frequently. I don't know what the rules are saying. It doesn't matter. No, it it absolutely really matters. She's able to lose frequently, which is not something we usually see in this in this type of anime.
0: That's not that's not. I don't. I don't. I don't think you're slicing. It makes that cake. me feel like she's really an underdog. I don't think you're slicing that cake in the in the correct way. I don't <laughs> think that makes sense. In out, you slice. So, you slice it into thirds. Slice it into thirds. Very meaningful. Yeah, it's the only shape that works. <laughs> in um, we had you slice it into a semicircle. There's ways to there's ways to have your character lose a lot, um, or win a lot, and still be able to progress the story. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in um what was it in sonic saddam do you remember how like they would win the battle battle, but lose lose the war war. exactly in shaolin showdown you had them winning each battle but every so often there's this huge battle that really matters for a lot and it sets them back like 20 episodes Mm -hmm. and those are ways that you can consistently win or consistently lose and it is satisfying in the moment and it is satisfying as an broader arc yeah the way they do it in this it is satisfying in the moment because they tell me the exactly as much context as I need for that episode mm-hmm. and nothing else. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's fine to watch an episode, but like, I don't have the context to be able to judge. How much should I even care yeah. now?
1: This this happens in the second half as well, uh, where it's like, okay, there's nine racers. It's, it's three times three. Uh, sure. And they're all racing at once, and the first three to pass through the rings on the course get the points. You know, those in, are rules in decreasing. Those are rules, and they're followed. Got them until the final race, where if you go through the ring, your points are doubled. What? The Who rules. Went? The rules changed.
0: Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> That's actually kind of closer to what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little bullshit. I don't think it is. It's like uh, it's like Mario Kart stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get better power-ups the farther you fall, fall behind, but then they don't tell you that. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, it's a good underdog mechanic. It is. It makes it so that people can stay in but the race. But they don't tell you it until the very end. And I think that's... Until it already ends? No, until the last race. Oh, no, that
1: that's how it should be, man. I feel like that counters your earlier argument. I don't think
0: it does. <laughs> About like they, not
1: telling you the rules.
0: No, they give you the rules of... They give you the rules... You follow the rules. We get close. Oh, uh, we fucked up. We 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 didn't succeed. They give you one more rule, and it's like, oh, we got another shot. That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking.
1: About. Okay, that's what you like.
0: That's exactly what we need. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah,
1: that makes more sense.
0: Yeah, it's it's just when we don't actually know. We,
1: we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very hand to mouth. It's very like, you know, space fin to mouth.
1: Yeah, we it's very we ass-to-mouth. we won this episode. I have no context for how many more wins we need in the next few.
0: I don't know what that means <laughs> like I'm looking on my streaming site and I see that there are more episodes after this one, so this loss clearly doesn't matter. <laughs> but why? but why yeah you know yeah it's just it's just I don't know. I didn't realize how frustrated I was with that framing device, <laughs> but it is it is odd,
1: yeah I think the for me the second half shine
0: brightly enough mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that I didn't mind the sort of like pushing push pull of the first half.
0: Maybe I'll check it out, because there is like a a good deal to recommend about the show. Its yeah. setting is very inventive, and I think that the father-daughter quote-unquote relationship is uh, you know, yeah. is one of the stronger interpersonal... You keep on talking about this love triangle, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I couldn't care less about this love triangle.
1: Uh, what is nice about the second half is we also get to know the competitors a lot better because Mm. we spend multiple races with them and each one each episode spotlights them but like we get to know them a bit more sure and they each have a a, like a good like a lot of them have like noble reasons for wanting that ultimate prize so like Mm. we can root for them too
0: let's talk about the ultimate
1: prize the ultimate prize ben do you want me to spoil the ending of the show stop me if you've heard this one before please
0: interplanetary tournament winner gets one wish yeah yu yu haka show the dark tournament yes the Fate Stay Night, Fate Zero, Fate series—take your word for it. Same fucking thing, is uh, you get a bunch of heroes from out history, and one of them wins, and the person who trained the hero, or it's—it's it's complicated. There's yeah. bullshit because it's anime, but like Hunter Hunter, they get one with. Dragon
1: Ball Z did this in an indirect sort of way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dragon Ball Z did everything in an indirect sort of way. <laughs> it
1: took a long time. Yeah. Slam. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. it's. But here's the thing and what I think you'll like about the ending is there's a secret condition. This is the secret condition? No, like the ultimate prize has strings attached and um, it's not what you think. It's not a wish or a dream. It's not a wish or
0: a dream. Okay. What is it? Spoilers? Uh If, I don't, if you don't want the spoilers, I don't think skip you'll mind. A minute ahead of time. <laughs> uh,
1: you're going to need a couple minutes cuz I All <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So um hmm is the avatar. <laughs> well, sure. Of course he is. And uh, every 10,000 years, the prize is, I have to pass on this power. You become the avatar.
0: Oh.
1: And the bad guy is the last avatar who refused to give up his powers and was chained. Hmm. Now, he knows that if nobody becomes the avatar, he can break the chains. Why? Because the avatar is using his power to keep him under wraps, and you have to pass along the power or you lose him oh use it or lose it situation so he puppet masters things so that Molly can win because he knows she's the only one who would say no to that power Ah! Huh. and then last bit uh Jordan becomes the avatar
0: sure why why not Exactly. did he say yes to the power he fell into the power kind of falls into everything in his life doesn't he
1: (laughs) he really does uh end of spoilers
0: (laughs) yeah that's like that was pretty unsatisfying I don't know it's 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 more (laughs) it's a more complex and deliberate Mm -hmm. twist than I had thought it does that nice thing where it recontextualizes everything but not in a way that breaks the the bonds we've formed yeah I, I it was satisfying to me yeah. I, I, I can see that. I like it, it That said, if you just watch more... this episode
1: to episode like oh this is a cool race, that's fine. And you could honestly cut off a few minutes on either side.
0: I don't I don't know how else to watch this show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: Like I would need to read the plot synopsis because I'm not getting enough from from the actual episode itself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well
1: Do you think that this show is a parody? Of what? Uh Anime racing, no. uh, other things because sometimes they do have parody elements. Um, there's one time when Molly does a, like a like a samurai move to a guy who's like threatening them, like grabs a, a wooden rod and like jumps and does the the overhead slam on him, and then like bullet time, she falls to the ground. You're waiting, you're expecting him to like be sliced in half, but no, just the stick breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a very intentional. Parody of something.
0: I didn't see anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the entire show is comedyless, more or less. Like it's not a comedy show. There's, it's not very funny. It's not funny, but there are punchlines. But the punchlines are not jokes. I didn't. I didn't see it. Like uh she it felt very soap opera. She
1: races against this big like uh, Viking esque kind of guy who needs to win the ultimate prize to save his people or whatever. And he loses, and she knocks him out of the tournament. And you think, like, oh, he's stalking her after afterward. You think he's going to cause some business. But no, he was just, like, hoping to find an opportunity to say, hey, thanks for the great race.
2: Oh, that's This awesome. was a
1: lot of fun and actually saves her from a collapsing ruin. That's really cool. And that's one of the ones where uh, in the first, like, five minutes, we see the race, and then there's other stuff after. Right. And it, it's set up well, but it feels like they're trying to tell... They're trying to subvert your expectations, but it's not a joke.
0: I don't. I don't. I didn't see it. Yeah. You know. You um, know. I. You know. There, there's other shows that do that in a more obvious way. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, there's a. I'm, I'm thinking of a scene in uh, Avatar: the Last Airbender where they're trying to incite a prison riot, and there's like the, they find the biggest, ugliest guy in the prison and they like, <laughs> push him around, and he's like, "What did you do that for? Aren't you mad?" No, I mean, well, it hurt my feelings. (laughs) And, you know, he just kind of becomes, like, pretty morose. Right, that sort of interaction. Yeah, but, like, that is way more obvious than the thing that you were describing to me. I think what you are describing is just them inhabiting some uh, genre conventions that maybe were uh, tangential. So, Mm -hmm. like, the samurai thing, bullet time shit. That's all like vaguely actiony oriented. It puts on a hat to fill out the runtime. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Sure. Yeah, I I don't think that it is a parody though. Like it plays too much of the other stuffs pretty straight. I agree. But the thing is, it plays it straight in a in a very cool in a very cool way for a lot of it. You know, the 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 racing, um, the Star Wars kind of all the different races uh, and their inventive ships, all real cool. I think that the relationships that they actually try for. In a in a way that like doesn't make the characters feel flat.
1: The friendly rivalry between Molly and Prince Ika. So that's a good one, yep. Yeah. The uh I, I really like the one between like Ika and his father who's trying to keep him
0: I, I didn't see much of him, but like I think, I get the feeling like it was sort of a similar dynamic. Yeah. You know, the the, the you shall inherit yeah. kind of stuff.
1: You need to understand why we're doing this. And he's like, no, I just want to race. I just want to race, yeah.
0: yeah. It's very similar to what uh, Don... I, I think
1: you're, you're actually do. hitting on something. Chrissy wrote a little comment oh, here. Oh, yeah, Brian, give it to us. And I think it agrees with, with your interpretation, which is, I feel like some of the components of this show are executed really well, and some of the components are executed quite poorly, but I can't tell which are which. I like because you say like, "Oh, character interaction." You you say like, "Oh, these characters are so flat," but also some of these character interactions are really good. You don't know which one it's going to be starting out. Yeah, I. Hmm. And like sometimes the dialogue was really popping. Yeah, and other times it was just the blandest. Like, all right, we're filling the runtime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I feel like if. I feel like the show was a little bit constrained by the 22-minute, 13-episode season format that it needed to be to be a show.
0: Yeah, I... If this was made today on Netflix, I think it, w- it would have been a little tighter. Maybe. You know, it's a... Uh, this is one of the weaknesses that maybe you get with something that has such tight creative control from the from the creator himself, mm-hmm. is that maybe he didn't have the broader understanding of, uh, of how to make... A space sci-fi kind of kind of soap opera sort of thing without really understanding how that what what makes a quote unquote tournament tournament arc, arc tournament arc tick. Possibly, I think the tournament arc. Yeah, just you 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 mess with it a little too much. Can sometimes. I invite you to the front? Can I get you some front row tickets to the tournament arc? Tick? <laughs>
1: um, but I think a bigger part is you know he put out the short five years before this show aired, mm. and it had. All the characters, the main ideas, the racing, the you know, the character models, the relationships—those were all set. And I think after a point, you get so attached to it that you don't change it to fit the needs of filling a whole series.
0: Maybe I—it's—it's it's really hard to say. You know, I—I don't—I don't know his motivations. I don't know what he brought to the table. What he chose to sacrifice. I don't know if the stuff that we are saying was a little off is was intentional for a reason that we're not picking up on. It's it's a black box we can't Mm -hmm. know yeah Um, it's just some of this stuff does rub us the wrong way and maybe it was in an effort to be experimental you know
1: there's probably also a cultural layer that's true it's a French creator and he's trying to emulate a 70s Japanese aesthetic
0: that's true (laughs) so like there's
1: a lot of layers here that keep us from quite appreciating it the way I think it was intended
0: perhaps not but I mean there's still a lot to appreciate yeah so Yeah. yeah this show is definitely worth time I don't know how much time. I would
1: say you can watch the whole thing, and within the first few minutes of an episode, if it's not really gripping you, uh, you know, fiddle around on your phone while you're getting through that episode.
0: I, this was a lot of Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is definitely how I got through that. Pay of it. full
1: attention during the races.
0: Pay full attention during the races, and pay attention when... Uh, The Don and his daughter. The Don's daughter. (laughs) On this, the day of the Great (laughs) (laughs) race, Are are having a spat. Like, absolutely pay attention to that. And Jordan, you know, just kind of fast forward. (laughs) He's cute. Cute. He's a little cute. He just got a lot going for him.
1: Chrissy was pushing hard for Jordan to win out.
0: (laughs) I don't like Jordan at all. Uh, There
1: is evidence that there could be a sequel or spinoff. Yeah, so I heard. Uh, in 2017, uh, Savin Yeatman Eiffel posted concept art for a sequel or spinoff and implied that one was in the works. However, I don't think there's any official word.
0: No, that, that doesn't sound like it'll actually happen. Yeah. But I hope we see something else from Savin Yeatman's I Eiffel. Mean,
1: yeah, I think they mostly like do just like, uh, uh, you know, helping here and there on various promotions.
0: That's fine by me. I mean, like, you know, they, they clearly know what they're doing for the most part. Yeah. I, I just uh, wanted something a little bit more deliberate. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Um, I guess if I did have anything more to say, it would just to point out that I think the voice actors are good voice actors. Mm-hmm. And that they didn't really have anything to do with their talent.
1: Molly's voice grated on me for the first few episodes before took, I got used to it. It took
0: a little time to get used to Hamtaro being a space pilot. Yeah, I didn't notice the Hamtaro-ness. I knew it was something. <laughs> it was Somebody's in here. <laughs> and I, I like the Don's voice. There's just not a lot... To, there's not a lot of character for that to fill out. Because mm-hmm. I do think that the characters are fairly flat. Like, even though Molly and the Don are pretty interesting in their relationship, her motivations are just, Daddy notice me, and me notice me, for yeah. the most part. It's it's It doesn't go a lot deeper than that. Um, which is, you know... I'm trying not to be too unfair. She wants,
1: she wants a fair fight with uh, with Ica. She wants to have a sure. fun, good race. She really wants to push herself to the limit. There's she, enough there. Uh, you might be right. There's
0: there's the amount there equal to like an '80s coming of age. No, movie. you're right. You're right. Uh, Molly's, Molly's <laughs> done well. Don is not done well. Jordan is not done well. <laughs> there's nowhere for that voice talent to really go. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel like they. I don't feel like their voice actors were able to give them life. Just because there was, the vessel was so small. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I really wanted to say.
1: Yeah, I wish that Jordan was a little less uh, horny. Because uh, that stunted his growth in the last half.
0: <laughs> yeah, remember when he wanted to shoot somebody during a race where you can't shoot someone because he was jealous? That's the we one. Just, we just watched that.
1: Yeah, well, you see, he really wanted... He didn't trust that the other <laughs> guy would shoot him, <laughs> he, even though the other guy didn't shoot him. thing
0: is, he was terribly horned.
1: He was really... <laughs> he was a horned dog. <laughs> yeah. Um... I want to mention uh, just the last random thought in my head which sure. was in the intro uh, a lot of it's just like clips from different episodes or like things that weren't quite clips but definitely could have happened
2: the race and...
1: <sighs> uh, but there's one shot of like Koji and Stan like action shots at their engineer desks and Don just runs it and wags his finger at the screen <laughs> and it... It's a great action pose. Yeah, I, I, do, I do. It's so that gratuitous line. and weird because everything else is kind of like, yeah, generic, just like floating through space, shooting. Hey, thumbs up, good job, text. Like, yeah. and then just like this stern father figure being yeah. like, no, no, no.
0: Yeah, uh, that is a pretty good one. I don't. The 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 choice of music for the intro was very strange, and I'll be honest, I don't remember exactly what the uh, what the visuals brought to the table. Yeah, it was I remember them being fine.
1: Yeah, they were fine. They showed you because you need you need a little prepping on what kind of art style this is going to be because this looks different.
0: It does look different. It looks like Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. That's different. Yeah. But yeah, I I liked it well enough. I don't think I liked it as much as you, but okay. uh, it's uh, that is fine. Yeah. Um. Thanks so much for Alex for suggesting this.
1: And it should go without saying that uh, regardless of our opinions on this, we appreciate you as a fan. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, You You don't need to race for our affection. (laughs) (laughs) But if you were to race for our affection, just please do some work in uh, motivating your actions. (laughs) For God's sakes. Russell (sighs) Crowe can't do it alone. (laughs) In any case, um, thank you so much for writing in. If anyone else would like to write into the Cartoncast, what you can do is go to our Facebook page. You can go to our website at fancybat.com or cartoncast.com. Fancybat.com is our group website. You can check out all the other shows on the network. Like Empowered. Where we go through and uh, watch, uh, or, or where we go through Superpower Wiki, pick out a power, and talk about it for like five or ten minutes. And Ben, you were just on an episode of
1: Amusement Sparks.
0: I, I was, yes. I was just on an episode of Amusement Sparks um, with uh, with our very own Andrew Spahn. He is a delight. He is the world's nicest person. Um, but he's also very humble, so he doesn't say that very much. <laughs> uh, we just did an episode on Dark Souls. Park yeah. Souls, prepare to have fun. I love that. That's a me great too. tagline. He was not expecting me to pull that out. <laughs> uh, it's a really fun time, and uh, you should give it a whirl. And more than anything else, everyone, just tell your friends about the show. So Ben, what are we going to watch next time? What coming-of-age story... Yes, I, re- no, I remember. Stop mouthing it at me. I remember. Uh, next time we're going to talk about a uh, terribly misogynist father. Uh, no, way. that's Balto 2. Okay, we're watching Balto. How do you remember anything about Balto or I Balto 2? I remember, two? okay. So the year was something something. And I <laughs> you remember
1: You can't do that. I remember watching <laughs> that, is, that is basically what the what Oban Star Racers does to you. <laughs> it's like don't worry about it. It's the future.
0: <laughs> 20 XDX. Yes. Um, but it's uh, so so Balto, I remember very distinctly watching a trailer for Balto 2. And some seagull or seal or something told the camera saying, this is a story between father and daughter. And so I think that Balto has a daughter at some point and that they have a relationship in Balto 2.
1: You never dropped the accent, so I just assumed that that was the whole line.
0: <laughs> he said it all
1: verbatim. In Balto 2. <laughs> Listen about Balto two. Balto 2, colon, the second one.
0: Colin <laughs> <laughs> this movie I'm talking about. Yeah, it's uh. So I'm I'm looking forward to watching Vault though. Yeah. I, I've never seen it before. I'm sure that
1: I've seen it late at night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it should be interesting. I remember hearing some but not significant hype about it. hmm. And uh. It's just fun to look back in the Disney Vault at some of their stuff that wasn't as blockbuster or classic failure. This is going to be kind of a run of the mill sort of thing. hmm. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh. And Zane, what are we doing after that?
1: Well, Ben, I didn't quite get my fill of fantastic uh, vehicles. Ooh, okay. And I thought we could do another reheated segment. There have been a lot in the past couple of years of reboots on Netflix. That is true. And uh, one that I thought could be an interesting one would be uh, the Magic School Bus Rides Again. Oh, my God, really? So we can see... How much has changed? Has science gone too far? Hath
0: science gone
1: too far? Um, I haven't really checked into it yet, so if it's just exactly the same as the Magic School Bus, I might switch it to something else. Cool. uh, This seemed like the least bad option of the reboots.
0: Sure. You didn't want to do Voltron or something?
1: We didn't do Voltron. Oh, right you are.
0: Okay. Well, that one's out. (laughs) We have just chosen a different Gundam, brought Gundam back. Uh, Guys, does anyone like Gundam except for us? (laughs) We need to know. (laughs) Because we'll... (laughs) We'll
1: bring him back.
0: Yeah, he, he would have gone stay locked away forever. in
1: this show. Yes, <laughs> he just shows up like now. Nah, I got the avatar power. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he would have sold me a giant gun that shot spaceships that shot guns. I feel like
1: that was in here. <laughs>
0: yeah, it might have been. All right. Well, check out the contact page. Send us a send us some suggestions. Send us something to say about Balto or Balto Two. If you really feel like talking about father daughter relationships. Oh, before
1: the end of this episode. Yes. What kind of Star Racer would you ride?
0: I feel like it just got to be a pop star. Oh, yeah. Kirby Kirby would fit so well in this. I don't know why he wasn't in there. He doesn't have a nose. It's perfect. Yeah. It would have been great. He's also like the same size as that cat virus. So, like, you know, it would have worked out. Meta Knight. Meta Knight would have brought some gravitas. There's a rider. Mm -hmm. There's a rider you can trust. And... No boobs, so that's not as confusing. <laughs> yeah, he's the whole circle. There you go. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Front to back. And we, Side
1: to Side. We've come full circle. Very Good full night, circle. everybody. Good night. <laughs>